Hey everybody, welcome to the Church at South Point podcast. We're so glad that you have found your way to our little corner of the online universe. This Lent, in the weeks leading up to Easter, we are slowing it way down. We're sitting with Jesus in the wilderness and letting the Holy Spirit draw questions to the surface that need our attention, even when they make us feel a bit uncomfortable. I'm so glad you've come to join us. Hello, kids. I hope you're having a a good day. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. And adults, thank you for coming and just being willing to participate in this intergenerational service today. I have some slides that I want to show you. And I want you to put on your imagination caps for just a minute. And I want you to pretend that you are an alien and that you're coming to earth from another world. Okay. And I want you to look at this picture as if you have no idea what it is. This is picture. That's right. It's a picture of a bare tree in winter and it's all dead and dry and cold and contained. I bet if you were an alien, you wouldn't ever in your wildest dreams think it could turn into this look at that it's a picture of a spring tree it's an apple tree covered with blossoms it's so alive with color and motion and softness and then if you were that alien i bet you could never imagine that that funny shaped being covered with pink flowers and blossoms, that it would turn into this. A tree full of apples, fruitful and abundant, covered with this yummy food that we can eat. And it all came out of that dead branch. Now that would have been beyond our wildest imagination as aliens. We have seen this happen so many times that we expect it. But if you think about it, it's pretty darn amazing how a tree goes from being a dry stick in winter to something that actually feeds us by the end of summer. Sometimes life feels a bit like these branches of a tree in winter, kind of barren, empty, cold, Maybe a little sad or hopeless, dry, things go wrong, you feel powerless, out of control. Maybe your best friend moves away or you go to a new school and you're bullied or maybe your parents break up or you go through a war or a famine or a pandemic or things are tight financially. So many things can make us feel um, sad or or hopeless or barren. And when life looks like a dead branch, it feels like it will be that way forever. But trees teach us to wait. Trees teach us to watch, to hope, to see what unexpected things will happen next, to trust that life is actually pretty unstoppable and good things can grow from barren places. 
I really believe that God embedded into the created world this capacity for transformation. It's part of life. It's part of the life force that's flowing through our world, a life force that is of God. A world of transformation where good things do grow from barren places. And I think that our creation, and particularly trees, have a lot to teach us about hope. Well, the Bible teaches us a lot about hope, too. And I'd like to tell you a story from the Bible that's about hope. And it's actually from a book called Ezekiel, and you can find it in the Old Testament. It's in the 37th chapter. And um, in this passage, God has given Ezekiel a vision, like a dream. Maybe you've had a dream sometime and you wake up and it's full of these kind of crazy images. Well, God gave Ezekiel a dream and it's a dream of hope. And I'm going to tell you the story as if I'm Ezekiel. Okay. God's spirit gave me a vision of an open plain strewn with bones. And God led me around and we walked together among them. There were so many bones. They were all over the plain and they were dry and they were bleached by the sun. And God said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, eternal one, only you know that. And then God said to me, speak to the bones, speak to the bones of this word, dry bones, listen to the words of God. And then God spoke right to those bones. God said to the bones, watch this. I'm going to bring the breath of life to you and you are going to come to life. I'll attach sinews to you. I will put meat on your bones and cover you with skin and breathe life into you. You'll come alive and you'll realize that I am God. So I spoke to the bones as God told me. And as I was speaking, there was a sound and the sound was something of wrestling. And the bones moved and came together, bone to bone. I kept watching. Tendons formed, and then muscles on the bones, and then skin stretched over them. But still, they had no breath in them. They weren't alive. And then God said to me, Speak to the breath. Speak, son of man. Tell the wind. God the creator says to come from the four winds. Come, breath. Breathe on these slain bodies and breathe life. So I spoke just as God told me to, and the breath entered them, and they came alive, and they stood up on their feet like a huge army. God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole people of Israel. Listen, can you hear what they are saying? They are saying, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is gone, and there's nothing left of us. You tell them, Ezekiel, you tell them that God says, I'll dig up your graves and bring you out alive, O my people. I'll take you straight to the land of Israel. I'll breathe my life into you and you will live. And then I'll lead you straight back to your land and you will realize that I am God. That's the dream. That's the vision. What a powerful vision God gave Ezekiel a vision of a valley of dry bones coming to life. Who would ever imagine such a thing? Ezekiel was feeling overwhelmed at the suffering of his people, and it seemed there was no hope. 
Yet God came and took Ezekiel to a bunch of dry, lifeless bones, asked him, can these bones live? It's like God was saying to Ezekiel, have hope for your people because where you see death, I see life. I think hope can be a very scary thing. Can we really trust in the message of the trees? Can we see past the rubbish, the damage, the crisis, the violence, the signs of decay of our world and imagine with Jesus, with God, with Ezekiel, that life lingers here? Do we dare hope that in such places God is growing a goodness that we can't even imagine? The dry bones, the trees remind us that things are not always as they seem, that the life force embedded in creation is powerful and God has not given up on life. Can we find hope, even faith, sitting in a valley of dry bones, sitting in a woods of winter trees, sitting in grief over something we deeply love and lost? You know, God doesn't ask us to believe the situation will get better. God simply asks us to believe in God's abundance, even in the valley of the shadow of death. We're going to do a little exercise. We're going to do a little exercise in hope. I have some branches with some buds on them. I have some little cards and some pens. And what I'd invite you to do is come get one, get a card, a pen, a string, and a branch. And I want you to think about a context in your life or in your family's life or your community, your workplace, or maybe the world that it feels like it's so dry, it's so barren, it's so hard that it's hard to have hope. I want you to write that on the back of your card. You can write as many as you want. And then I'd love it if you could tie your card to the branch. And I invite you to take it home and put it in a vase of water and watch and see what happens in the weeks to come. Okay. So we're going to have some music playing while you do this. I just invite you to stand. You know, it'll be a little awkward because you'll have to stand in line for your branches and things, but just be thinking about what you might write on the card and then we'll come back together for communion. Okay. And parents, maybe you can help your kids with this. Think through something that they'd like to write on their card. You can translate this a little for them. Okay. Okay. So what you want you to write on the back of the card is, can you think of something in your life that feels a little hard? It feels a little difficult, or maybe the life of somebody you care about, or maybe something you see in the world. So you write that on the back when you get back to your seat, and your parents can help you. And then you're going to tie it on a stick. And just like we saw the winter tree blossom into a spring tree and then into an apple tree, we're going to trust that God's going to bring new life into that hard situation, something beyond what we can see or imagine that's going to be good, even in the hard thing.
Okay, don't forget to take it home. Put it in some water. See what grows. I cut all the thorns off these. So hopefully, hopefully didn't miss any. I would like to end with a prayer that anybody follow Richard Rohr. This was actually in, in my inbox this morning. And I thought it was just such a perfect fit for today. It's called a prayer when God seems absent. Oh God, comfortable would we be if you gave us easy formulas for success and answered prayers and realized hope, but you call to us from way beyond comfort. Life upends us. We face divorce or miscarriages, financial struggles, job insecurity. The people we love are tossed about by disease or loneliness or homelessness or addiction. And we're afraid we don't have adequate answers. And sometimes we can't find you or we can't find the person we hoped you would be. May we learn to trust that you aren't asleep on the job, that you haven't forgotten us, that you are as near to us as our very breath. Give us the courage to press on, to suffer with hope that you have overcome the world. May again and again we be awed by your presence, that even when we feel like we've hit rock bottom, may we recognize we have fallen into your arms because there is no place so deep or so dark or so scary that your presence cannot reach. In the name of the one who can still the seas with mere words, amen.